Podcast Ain't Played Nobody, uh, concluding chapter of our Sunday installments for um, both the S&P Plus breakdown. We're also going to have the final playoff top 25. Bill, we're going to run through 50 teams, most of which are the same. Uh, 25 from the playoff, 25 from your S&P Plus rankings to end the regular season um, for 2016. So let's go fast, and then we are going to talk about discrepancies and really anything we want to talk about before we try and figure out best bowls, bestest bowls, assiest bowls. All right, you ready? We're going to start with the college football playoff committee's rankings first. This is what determined the playoff, the 14 playoff, as well as the partner bowls, uh, and some other stuff. Number 25, Navy. Number 24, Temple. Number 23, Pittsburgh. 22, Virginia Tech. 21, Tennessee. 20, LSU. 19, Utah. 18, Stanford. 17, Florida. 16, West Virginia. 15, Western Michigan. 14, Auburn. 13, Louisville. 12, Oklahoma State. 11, Florida State. 10, Colorado. 9, Southern Cal. And then let's stop here. Do you have any thoughts on those before I give you the rest? Uh, not really. I mean, everybody, the, the, the movements up and down were about right, I would say. Navy probably shouldn't still be ranked. Florida should have fallen more than two spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are still 17 after getting destroyed two straight weeks. Not but, sure why Tennessee's at 21. Well, I mean, they were 22 last week. So, I mean, if, if, if you take that as, like, the, the baseline, which supposedly they redraw everything every week, but... I mean, whatever the rationale was, it hasn't changed. And, and so, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. But um, for the most part, this all makes perfect sense. A lot of those teams didn't even move or they moved one spot because Navy fell or whatever. So it works. All right. Uh, obviously, the playoff, number one, Alabama, number two, Clemson, number three, Ohio State, number four, Washington. Then we get into the gap, which is number five, Penn State. They're going to the Rose. Number six, Michigan, a team that beat Penn State. Number seven, Oklahoma. Number eight, Wisconsin. And I did say Southern Cal at nine, I think. Okay. Let's go to the Football Outsiders. S&P Plus rankings. Okay. Ready? Yep. (sighs) Damn it, Bill. (laughs) Number 25, Notre Dame. Number 24, Virginia Tech. Number 23, Colorado State. Number 22, North Carolina. Number 21, Stanford. Number 20, Iowa. Let's stop there. Um, uh, All right, just explain Notre Dame, and then I'll ask you other questions. The only explanation I can really give for Notre Dame is look at the second order win totals. That's the one where, you know, if you get, if at the end of the game, uh, S&P says you would have won this game, based on these stats, you would have won this game 70% of the time, you get 0.7 wins. So at the end of the year, uh, super lucky team, like a Houston last year, they ended up at what, thir- they were 13 and one, but they had like 10 second order wins. They should have been, they were closer to a 10 and four team than a 13 and one team. Notre Dame's second-order win total is 7.2. I, I can't recall right offhand if there's ever been a 3.2 win difference between the second-order win total and the actual win total. That's, that's, some, that, that's some combination of really bad breaks, really bad late execution, and bad coaching. Um, uh, it, and right offhand, I mean, like, you know, Brian Kelly made his probably best coaching job last year. Obviously, he started right out of the gates with some weird quarterback maneuvering. Just didn't really seem to have it this year. Um, didn't have a read of his team and everything else. That obviously didn't get the most out of them. But that basically says that Notre Dame next year will probably be a top twenty caliber team again, uh, and that this was by all uh, you know by all uh, accounts a very very unlikely finish for them. But it was by the fun. way, it's it's fun continuously saying Notre Dame's four and eight. For perspective on your on the. Uh on the differential here, Notre Dame has a win differential of 3.2. Yes. No one else in the top 25 even comes close to that. Most of them are under one. 
Right. Um, the only one that even comes close is LSU at 1.2. So Yeah, 1.2. Stanford's 1.2 uh, higher than they should be. They were at 7.8 wins, and they, they won nine. But, yeah, oh, and Ohio State, it, uh, they were closer to nine wins than 11. So, basically, those are your three extremes. They were all between one and two wins, and then you have Notre Dame camped out here at 3.2. It was a very, very weird season, um, and it probably not, will not replicate itself. Everything else makes sense in that group. Um, let's go up the ladder. 19, Texas A&M. 18, uh, yeah, 18, Temple. 17, Colorado. Then Wisconsin and Boise State at 15. Uh, I'm going to keep going just for a second because you have Western Kentucky finishing as the highest group of five team. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I mean, not a surprise if you've been tracking these rankings for the last uh, couple months. Uh, Western uh, Kentucky finishes 10-3. and You've got them at number 14. or I'm sorry, the rankings have them at number 14, just above uh, Boise State. Uh, The Cotton Bowl participant is scrolling down 36. 36. Um, yes. Kind of hard to argue with anything Western Kentucky's done this year. Um, they didn't look great on defense Saturday in the Houston title game. I watched part of it. But, um, you know, they are uh, they have a world-beater offense. We'll see if Jeff Brom stays there. Um, you don't get that spot with three losses, but I think that they would beat Western Michigan on a neutral field. I would love to see that game, by the way. Yeah, no um, kidding. No, I, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, just basically, basically head-to-head, Western Kentucky, Boise, and Temple, I think would all either beat Western Michigan or come very close. Western yeah. Michigan didn't lose, um, and and you know I'm always of the belief that you know uh, if you d- if you continue to win, you should continue to get opportunity. And now they got the the big opportunity. They get Wisconsin, a Wisconsin team that's, I mean that's an interesting game just because Wisconsin will probably run all over them, but um, they, I mean they have a top twenty five caliber offense that is relatively balanced, can do a lot of interesting efficient things, and you know Wisconsin's got an awesome defense, but. They'll have a chance to move the ball a little bit, and um, uh, you know it sounds it start, it's sounding like PJ Fleck might be there to coach the game too. So that's very possible. Uh, number thirteen, Miami. Number twelve, Penn State. Number eleven, Auburn. Number I'm just gonna keep hating on Auburn. Uh, number ten, Oklahoma. Um, we'll stop there very briefly. Um, feels about right. Obviously, I've been pretty bearish on Auburn. Um, Penn State. Probably, that may jump out to some people that they're at twelfth. It's funny watching the, the the numbers reactions to certain games. Like you'll see both teams go up sometimes. Uh, Penn State went down one spot and Wisconsin went down six. So apparently, uh, apparently S and P was not. These spreadsheets were not impressed watching that game, but I sure enjoyed it. That yeah, was a fantastic game. Um, let's go to number ten, Oklahoma. Number nine, Florida State. Number eight, USC. Number seven, Louisville, hanging tough. Uh, number six, Washington. Number five, LSU. And then if the S and P Plus had a playoff, it would be. Number one, Alabama. Number two, Michigan. Number three, Ohio State. And number four, Clemson. Not entirely um, in disagreement with the committee. Um, it got three of the four teams. That's pretty good. And then, the, and then the fourth team that it did not agree with, it has it number six. Yeah, and, and I mean, that's the way it, it should be. I think just having a little bit of difference makes sense because S&P's job, or, you know, as I have hired it to do, uh, is to determine the best teams in the country, the ones who would be most likely to beat each other or, you know, to win in order – uh, like tomorrow, that's the general premise here, and so um, you know, in in the balance between best and most deserving, 
those are going to match up for the most part, but they rarely match up entirely. And you can go back to 2015 and 2014 and look at those rankings if you want to see the differences. But, you know, having three out of the top four, you know, if I had a vote, it's not like I would have actually put Michigan second, but I, I know exactly why they're second when you don't take resume and all those other things into account. They were awesome this year. Uh, but they lost. They lost to Iowa, and then they lost the elimination game to Ohio State. And so now they're going to the, uh, what, the, the Orange Bowl, I think. Um, you know, that's, that, that all makes sense. I think um, I was going to it, – it's kind of weird. Like, I've been talking up Penn State, wrote a really uh, kind of a semi-glowing piece about how the hell did they get from to this spot from, you know, all the storylines we were talking about in September. Um, I, 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 Penn State is really fun to watch, but then I, I felt like I was turning on a dime, go, going straight from, man, this is awesome. Man, this is a good team. What a turnaround story to, whoa, 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 whoa. They should not be one of the top four teams in the country. Um, but that's it is what it is. If I had a vote, I would have put them fifth too. I thought Ohio State did uh, proved more in twelve games. They didn't need uh, a thirteenth game. Uh, they were one of the three best teams in the country, and you combine that with with the fact that they lost only once and to the number five team in the playoff rankings, by uh, you know on the road by a blocked field goal. It makes perfect sense to me that they are in the field. Uh, I think the committee. I, you know, the only thing I would have changed about the committee's top five is I would have probably had Ohio State second, but you know that makes no difference whatsoever. It's funny because we like to we like to run down these S and P plus rankings, but to see what 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 the numbers would do in these situations. You know, what, what the kooky robot would do, but. When you take away the politics that are involved, this is pretty close. Um, you know, you have Ohio State at three and Clemson at four. Clemson went ahead. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you can hear the train, the, the monstrous train horn behind me. Um, which I think we should just leave that in. Actually, that's a clue. Of, that's actually a huge clue of where I'm at this week because I, I will be on assignment. I will not be on the Wednesday show. Um, so I don't know if that's a huge, huge clue, but you'll figure it out once, once you know where I'm at. Um, Clemson at four and Ohio State at three in the rankings. Clemson gets the bump up over Ohio State and becomes the two the two seed in the two three matchup. I as, I don't know if that matters at all, Bill, because uh, they're going to Phoenix. No, um, I mean no, I mean, but it was well, it, it was basically have, it could have ahead. mattered if um, you know if there was you know depending on the bowl geography it right. could have mattered it could have gotten Clemson closer to home, but it, in this case it didn't because Alabama was taking that Peach Bowl slot regardless. That's one thing they haven't really admitted to yet is that because of the weird rotation of the bowls, the home geography reward thing only really matters for the number one seed, and then after yeah. that it's kind of a toss. So, um, also, what would they do in a year in which Alabama was the number one seed and the two bowls were like, you know, Fiesta and Rose? It wouldn't matter. Yeah. Maybe they give them their choice. Um, but anyway, uh, Clemson jumps Ohio State by virtue of the fact that they had a conference title game and Ohio State didn't make theirs. Um, Washington, I think that your numbers probably, if I have to read this right now, um, so your numbers probably didn't like Washington. I'm assuming on, let's see, S and P margin. Good, good. So Washington. I'm trying uh, to figure this know, out they, on the air. You can just go ahead and, and save the listeners some suspense here. Washington. Um, it was five six LSU Washington, but if you look at the actual margin, um, it's tw- LSU is twenty two points above a- uh, the average. Washington is twenty one point eight. I think they were one and a half points behind LSU last week, so they almost caught up by doing what they did to Colorado. They just didn't quite, um, but they still jumped up by like a by like something close to a point and a half. Uh, and, and that's so. I mean, they, they're they're right there. That's. The, the the margins of teams four through seven in my rankings and then eight pretty close there too uh, are very close. One of the interesting things this week to me is like, 
You see Stanford jumped 12 spots. They had the best bye week ever. Uh, they're up to 21st again. Uh, I was I was thrown by that at first. My initial thought was, crap, I screwed something up. But then if you look at uh, number 21, Stanford is at, at 11.3 points above average. Number 44, TCU is 7.1. There's a 4.2 point difference uh, in 24 spots in the rankings. But then if you move back up, um, there is one team, there are two teams within 4.2 points of Alabama. Um, there is nobody, uh, there is a uh, 4.9 point difference between number three, Ohio state and number four Clemson. So that tells you how freaking clustered these teams are. And that's mm-hmm. how you ended up with some weird movement there. Like NC state going up to 28th, uh, and Stanford going up to 21st. It's kind of like you, you can kind of piece it together. Clemson looked pretty good. Uh, and that helped NC state a lot. Stanford, uh, was aided by the fact that they, well, played Colorado well, and they, they kind of, you know, they're, they're whooping at the hands of Washington starting to look less bad. And so, you know, just kind of a, you, you go through the, the schedule, you kind of sort of see how these teams that were on by Washington State jumped a decent amount. Um, Minnesota jumped a decent amount. Like, it's a bunch of teams that had other teams playing, uh, you know, former opponents playing. So it's kind of, it was weird, but I kind of get it. And, um, you, know, it, you know, it is what it is. The top nine, however, did not change at all. Um, again, with the, the, on the political side of it, I, I wasn't shocked. Um, I, I'm really not that upset. Uh, I'm not really upset at all. I think there's a case for Washington over Penn State. Um, oh hell yeah, there's a brilliant case. They're a better team. Yeah, I mean, I think I think <laughs> it's it's hard to say that though, and feel like you're not taking away from what Penn State did down the stretch. And they are, a, I think they're a very dangerous team right now. And I and I wouldn't necessarily think that Washington would just roll them in the current circumstances, but broad view. I think it's the right move. Um, it's inter- it's it's interesting to see how Larry Scott never panics. Um, yeah, I've been traveling today. I was trying to find where I, I quoted him somewhere about that specific thing about how everyone else freaks out, but the Pac-12 never does. And like when Washington was behind Texas A&M in the first college football rankings, I, I talked to some people at the Big Twelve. They just didn't bat an eye. They didn't. They didn't try and fix their system or change anything or panic at all when they didn't have a team in there last year. They fully expected to be in there this year. Um, it doesn't look great when you have, is it Portland State and Idaho on that schedule? Uh, I think so. Yeah. The problem there was that they made the deal with Rutgers when Rutgers was still a winning football program. So in any other year, that looks right. That looks okay. That you would have maybe an eight or a nine-win Rutgers team come in and you get a quality win out of that. I think people wouldn't have talked about it so much. Also, six, eight years ago, did we know that Penn State – would look really good for by losing to Pitt by one on, on the last drive, and then look even better because they beat a Temple team that won their conference. Right. Um, so scheduling intent does play into this a, a huge, huge amount. Um, whether I know that they deny that or people say it shouldn't, it does. It, it's it's heavily involved. Um, I, I I'm kind of fine with all of this, but I don't want to drown us in playoff discussion because we do still have a month. All right. Yeah. Okay, so here's what we are going to do. We're going to take the rest of this uh, the time. I think we're about what, a little over halfway for a Sunday show. Let's talk about some really, really good bowl games and the um, somewhat fortuitous bounce that a lot of the crappy teams that had to make a bowl got paired together. And not yeah. – well, <laughs> I'm going to jump right – no, I'm, I'm not going to jump. The Sugar Bowl is so unappealing to me, but we'll get there in a second. Um, let's go backwards, or, or actually let's yeah. go chronologically. So the, um, we're going to rattle these off. This won't be as boring to you as two sets of rankings because most people don't know these matchups. Um, I'm actually looking at this for the first time. Some of these matchups I saw on Twitter, 
but I have a complete list in front of me. You can check it out, by the way, at SBNation.com. Uh, Bill, New it's Orleans Bowl. Too. Pretty, too. Yeah, New Orleans Bowl, December 17th. Uh, ULL, Southern Miss. Approve, disapprove. I approve heartily. Love it. Anytime ULL goes to New Orleans, people think that that's some sort of like boring backyard game. Can't really disagree with you more. Um, the culture there. there too. That's, that's a yeah. phenomenal. You get so that, you put that game in Boise and it sucks. You put it in New Orleans and it's one of the best bowls of the. Of they're the gonna well, I mean, they're gonna sell out the Superdome. That's I mean ULL people in Lafayette don't go to New Orleans unless they have a reason. That's what uh, several friends of mine from Lafayette have said, and this is a big reason. They've had they've had big boisterous bowls there before, like crazy fun. You know, it's always that first bowl game, and so people it kind of takes people by surprise. And then to add Southern Miss, which is a once proud program, huge New Orleans area. Like for those of you who don't know, Southern Miss Hattiesburg is about an hour and a half from New Orleans, if that, depending on which way you drive. It's gonna be a sold out game and a really cool bowl. New Mexico, same day. Um, UTSA in New Mexico. Uh, you know, New Mexico always makes the New Mexico bowl when they make a bowl. Um, interesting yeah, to see of, what that's kind of frustrating. Like at some point you'd probably like to actually just make a trip. Yeah. UTSA gets to go to New Mexico. Um, interested to see what the future has for Frank Wilson and his program. Um, I, I'm more interested to see what UTSA does than, than New Mexico on a home field. Uh, so I'm going to go like, eh, not really approve or disapprove. Just kind of a, I'm kind of milk like toast it. on that one. Um, the cure bowl in Orlando, another home game, by the way. Awesome. Uh, UCF, although I think they're going to be technically the visiting team against Arkansas State. Eh. Love it. It's okay. It's good <laughs> offenses. And that's yeah. what you... And look, here's the thing. I'm a broken record with this. These bowls exist to fill your time. These bowls exist for every awkward holiday gathering, before gathering, all that crap. You <laughs> want this game. Okay? It's going to be pointsy. It's not really... It doesn't really have weight or circumstance, but it's on television and you're going to watch it. This is... I'm, I'm serious when I say this. This is pretty much this is the best opening day of bowls that I've ever seen, especially when you throw in uh, Grambling NC Central as well in the Celebration Bowl. There is so much watchable, fun football on this Saturday. We're not done yet. No, we got Cantillion two more. Bowl. Toledo yeah. and Appalachian State, and then to round out the day, uh, the Las Vegas Bowl, which I think may be the best matchup of the entire day, and that's really saying something. Yeah. Uh, Houston and San Diego State, that is going to yeah. be fun. Yeah, I mean, San Diego State's, I mean, well, they both have really interesting pieces on offense. They've got attacking, interesting defenses. They were two of the mid the mid-majors best. And then you go to Montgomery, you have Toledo and Appalachian State, two more of the mid-majors best. This is really, I mean, this is kind of the mid-major showcase day. Mm-hmm. And you, you have some really, really interesting stuff here. I can't, I, I, I've already said it like four times, but it's, it's awesome. I like it. Um, okay, so let's move on. By the way, that day, that's a Saturday, right, Bill? Yes. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's why they peppered it throughout the day. Okay, so we move on to Sunday evening. No, Monday. skip. That's right. Uh, we'll get out of the way of the NFL. Um, on Monday night, or I think this is maybe Monday afternoon. Yeah, uh, Monday afternoon. Which is the one of the dumbest times. I, I, oh, Monday night football contract, of course. Yep. Um, the Miami Beach Bowl, Tulsa and Central Michigan. Pointy. Yeah, another pointsy game. Um, a little harder to sell this one, but uh, kind of the same conceit as the rest. You're going to watch two games. You're probably not. Your two teams you're not invested in. Um, just kind of you know shoot each other up. This is. Uh, I, I kind of wish Tulsa had two bowl games to play in, but uh, yeah, that'll be fun. And then the next day, you got t- uh, on Tuesday, Boca Raton Ball at night, Memphis Western Kentucky. Damn. Pointsy. Damn. Pointsy. And fun too. Memphis is really kind of. It, retained its backbone in terms of the quality that Justin Fonte yeah. built there. Um, 
I mean, and you know what? I, we're going to have to transition away. I'm going to give it a little bit more time before I do and possibly start talking about how Mike Norvell is doing a good job yep. um, because it looks like he might be doing a good job. I uh, don't yep. know if Jeff Brown will be coaching this team or not, but um, they'll, probably come, they'll probably come ready to score. Um, that moves us to, what are we at, Wednesday, December 21st? Wednesday. Powder River. Uh, I feel bad here only because Wyoming-BYU just feels like another Mountain West Conference game because that's where BYU used to live. So it doesn't really have the, the sizzle or the big appeal for the Cowboys to go in, but they do get to go to San Diego um, in the stadium of the team that beat them for the MWC title. Right. <laughs> but, but they won there a couple it, weeks ago. It's a warm weather say. game, and when, you know, when you're the Wyoming Cowboys, that, that matters or something. So they, uh, they're going to play BYU on December 21st. Um, let's see what else we got. December um, 22nd. Oh, that's got... a, okay. So the next night. So, um, this is Idaho's last game as an FBS team, right? 2018. So they have one more year, uh, at this level. It'd be kind of interesting. It'd be, it'd be funnier if, if this was the last, uh, their last FBS game is as a, uh, in a bowl. I think Idaho, honestly, you know, if they win this game, just put them in the mountain West. Let's, let's forget all this stuff of the last, uh, year or so ever happened you you score a freebie if you can beat colorado state in 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 boise's stadium really pissed uh, that the powers that be kept kept boise and idaho from seeing each other and on boise's <laughs> field because whoo buddy um that would have been I, I we joked about this on twitter i think sb nation seriously would have sent a reporter out there hell yeah uh the bahamas bowl december 23rd in nassau uh eastern michigan and old dominion point c can, can you sell me on anything else here I mean, what else do you need? It's Bahamas Bowl, which means it's going to be crazy as hell. Weird. Eastern Michigan yes. will score a lot of points. Old Dominion will score a lot of points. The end. Okay. Watch it with your loved ones or people that you're forced to spend the holidays with. Um, I don't know. I think that that'll be the afternoon game, and then the evening yeah. game is Armed Forces, I believe, and that's Louisiana Tech. And uh, it's it's uh, or vice versa. Yeah, it's it's one p.m. Eastern for the Bahamas Bowl, four thirty p.m. Eastern for Armed Forces. Oh, we have because we have more for for Mobile for uh, Dollar General. Yeah, and that may be in descending order of how I would want that. Um, yeah. Louisiana Tech and Navy Armed Forces Bowl, and then Point the C. Dollar. The, yeah, the Dollar General Bowl. Uh, Troy in Ohio. Um, Troy got upset by Georgia Southern the other day. That was big. Yeah, Troy packed it in a couple of weeks ago. Um, so they, I don't know. We'll see. They have plenty of time to recover and rally, obviously. But they are. They were not the team yesterday that they were a couple of weeks ago, and, and we'll see. But yeah, those first two games at least will be. There will be. There will be points. Uh, getting hammered on Christmas Eve. Um, oh, wait, actually, I personally won't be continuing that tradition, but that's for another podcast. Um, MTSU in Hawaii in Hawaii. Um, it's on. This is the one where you escape the holiday party and you watch it. Um, pointsy. Also, also pointsy, really. I, I, we, <laughs> don't have to, we don't have to deviate from that. Uh, the Quick Lane Bowl, December 26th. Boston College in Maryland. That's fine. That's, it's a game. It's a football game. All right. Um, also that day, another football game, uh, Mississippi State, 5-7 and seven because of their APR. This is a phrase that is factual. Uh, against Miami of Ohio in the St. Petersburg Bowl. You know, at the very least, now Miami gets to kind of, you know, they'll, they'll get a little time to, to show off. You'll, you'll get to hear a lot about the fact that they started 0-6 and, and finished 6-6 six and six, um, or something to that effect, really close to that. And, you know, they have a good defense, which is not really what we look for in a bowl game. But, um, you know, you get a neat story. You get uh, – uh, that's all I got. Yeah, I'm not – so far I'm not watching football on the 26th. Uh, and then at the end of the day, at the Independence Bowl, uh, holler at your boys in Shreveport. Shout out to Bunky Perkins, NC State, and Vanderbilt. 
Um, not that pointy. Yeah, they both have. Now Vanderbilt kind of sort of figured out a, 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 something resembling an offense, but yeah, um, both of these teams are better on defense than offense. But I mean, it's Shreveport. The fans will be drunk. You know, there's there are worse things in the world. Uh, could be big though for Dave Dorn just to have a proxy win if he beats Vanderbilt over a team that beat Ole Miss, a team that beat Tennessee, um, a team from the SEC. Yep. Um, that that could really be big for him in the offseason because he's going to have a lot more scrutiny in seventeen. Uh, let's move to the twenty seventh. Yep. Uh, let's start the day. I assume these are in. Uh, I don't even know. Uh, Wake Forest and Temple in the Military Bowl. Definitely not in order here. Um, we, we start with Heart of Dallas Bowl, Army North Texas. All right, let's start there then. Um, that's a football game. Yeah, I mean Army. You know what they run? North Texas really power to North Texas. By the way, they were they were what one and eleven last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't really. You know, they hired uh, you know somebody from the air raid tree, and they don't really have an offense yet. But their defense improved a little bit. They won winnable games. They didn't finish with a winning record, but they came pretty close. Um, yeah, but Army, it's Army. You know, that's a, that's always a good story, right? That's that's what I'm gonna say. Um, what's next that day? Because I don't have that information. The next one that day is at three thirty Eastern, the Military Bowl in Annapolis. Okay. That is Wake Forest and Temple. Um, yes. Kind of annoyed. Uh, you know, good for Wake Forest. They you know they have a good defense. They they made a bowl again. Uh, year three of Dave Clawson, they they kind of break through a little bit, and I'm really happy for them. I was wanting a better opponent for Temple because I think Temple might be really really good, um, mm-hmm. and not just because my ratings tell me so, but because I've seen them three or four times over the last couple of months, and they've looked better every time. Uh, so that's kind of disappointing. Hopefully, hopefully they they put a good showing of themselves and and they handle that game pretty easily, so that we can still we can play the what if game. But, yeah, that's next. The next one is the, the Holiday Bowl in San Diego at 7 o'clock Eastern, Minnesota, Washington State. Hang on one second. I want to say this about Temple. When you're, yeah. when you're a conference and your team that wins your conference goes to the Military Bowl, uh, that's not good. you got to do better. <laughs> yeah. you got to do better. It's just really, really bad looking politically. Uh, yep. Sorry. I hate, I hate to jump all over the um, – wait, where were we boys. Going? Yeah. Oh, we're going to the Holiday Bowl. I'm sorry. Yeah, Holiday's next. Yes, Holiday. I always get Holiday and Poinsettia confused because they're in the same city. Yeah. Minnesota and Washington State. Uh, I mean, this, this Washington State's in it, so I'll watch it. And Minnesota was, I think, um, a better team than they got credit for being this year. That Let's see, they're they're 37th in, in my rankings right now. I think that uh, Tracy Clay's did a much better job. I think we were all assuming he was not going to do a very good job and then that he'd be treated as an interim and shown the door. They did a solid job this year. They're really good on defense and special teams, which makes them match up with Washington State interesting because with Washington State, all we heard about this year was how good uh, Alex Grinch is doing there on their on the defensive side of the ball. They're still 63rd on defense. So, um, you know, kind of an interesting contrast there. But it'll be all right. And then uh, uh, Cactus Bowl closes the day. Point C. This will be watchable. Um, Jim Grove's last game as Baylor's head coach. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I mean, are they just going to let the new guy come in and – no, I think you know. I think it's almost certain that they're gonna. Um, okay. The, the pending hire, as we write this, will not be um, coaching in this bowl game, and they're gonna take on Boise State. This is a very watchable game. Yes, and it kind of. I mean, Baylor packed it in a long time ago, and now they have a three-week break, or even more, whatever that is, twenty-seventh. Yeah, so about yeah. three-week break. What um, kind of Baylor show? What, what kind of Baylor show team shows up to this thing is gonna be really interesting. Right, because Boise State will probably show up. Uh, yeah, I know, definitely. And they'll probably play well. Team, yeah. If Baylor plays well, too, that's great. But um, if they are stuck in, like, second gear like they were for most of November, uh, it will get ugly. Uh, let's move to the 28th. 
Yep. Starting to, we're starting to pick up uh, some star appeal, at least, it for the Power Five. starts at three, 2 p.m. Eastern in the Bronx. Uh, Pinstripe Bowl, Pitt, Northwestern. That one just feels right. Yeah. I mean, you actually have a strong Northeastern um, alumni base. Shout out to our buddy Roger Sherman um, for Northwestern. And, you know, maybe it'll snow like it did a couple years ago. And um, I, I kind of enjoy every, like, every Pitt game I've seen this year. Yeah. I mean, Clemson, Pitt. Penn State. Um, what was the other one I saw? I mean, yeah, that's watchable. They Pitt, uh, you know, naturally led by Pat Narduzzi, uh, 66th on defense, fourth on offense. Um, so Northwestern then was a little, I think, a little less uh, defense skewed than normal, but they're still better on defense than offense. So, uh, you know, that'll be, I don't know, it'll, it'll be kind of interesting to see, but I think Pitt has too many weapons. Um, after the pinstripe bowl, it's, uh, let me guess, uh, Russell athletic. Yep. You are correct. Miami, West Virginia, Miami, West Virginia. Fun down. Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, yeah, again, yeah, provided Dana Holgerson yeah. still in West is still in Morgantown. Um, that's going to be a really great matchup with two good coaches and two good teams. I'm fine with yeah, that. I think didn't he, didn't I see that he signed an extension the other day or something? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. So then eight thirty PM on Fox, the foster farms. Well on Fox. Wow. Cool. Um, Indiana, Utah, uh, That's a football uh, game. And then, and then at 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, Texas, uh, the Texas Bowl. Uh, love this one for obvious reasons. Kansas State, Texas A&M. Yeah. Uh, um, it's, this is another one where we're, it's kind of a where's your head at bowl with Kevin Sumlin and Texas A&M. Um, you know exactly what you're going to get from Kansas State. Yeah, Kansas State actually, I mean, they were kind of a hard team to read because at times they were awesome offensively and bad offensively, awesome defensively, bad defensively. Just not a very consistent team. Uh, we were talking about second-order win totals. They're at 6.7, so they're kind of lucky to be 8-4. and four. But, um, but I mean, yeah, they got some things. And so um, and A&M has less things now than they did a couple months ago. So it might be a game. Birmingham Bowl on December 29th, South Florida and South Carolina. Unfortunately, these teams have to go to Legion Field. Just slowly collapsing <laughs> upon itself. Um, yeah, I would. Uh, one, I'll take that one. Will be kind of touchdowns there. Yeah, I mean, South Carolina's defense should be able to with with give give Will Muschamp three weeks, and he'll figure out some things to, you know, kind of make South Florida even more big play reliant than they already are. Um, but yeah, that one we'll see. That one obviously USF. You know, if Willie Taggart's coming back or not, that'll play a big role in this game. But we'll see. So, again, though, I just want to posit this. Um, USF didn't win its division. They lost to Temple, and they, so they didn't win their conference. But is it, for Temple, would that not be a better – like, Birmingham's trash, the, the, the bowl. Yeah, uh, I mean, you could, you could yeah, make that don't. case. I don't know. It's very odd to me. Uh, Belk Bowl's next? Belk Bowl, 530 Eastern in Charlotte, Virginia Tech, Arkansas. I like this game. Yeah. Hey, by Arkansas. the way, um, did Missouri beat Arkansas? That's not, that's not a joke or a meme. I've just been that busy. Uh, yes. Well, yes, they did. They, How'd that they, happen? Uh, because Missouri's not that bad a damn team. That's why. Okay, sure. You got a, you got like Should a spreadsheet that tells me that? Or? Oh, I got a lot of spreadsheets to tell you that. Uh, you, you are, we are talking firmly about the number 64 team in the country. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Uh, Virginia and, Tech. And Arkansas, nice. by the way, is only 53rd. So Virginia Tech should be that the better team here. Uh, Virginia Tech, this is a nice recruiting opportunity for them as well. Um, again, context of 2017, I'm a broken record at this point. I really like Virginia Tech next year. Um, this is going to be a really fun exhibition for them. Uh, I think after watching them against Clemson, I like them uh, I like them by like 
Maybe 10 to 14 points. Okay. Sounds pretty stupid now, I'm sure. But, yeah. Uh, Alamo Bowl. Uh, Alamo Bowl. Hey, this is fun. Love everything about Colorado, this is Oklahoma fun. State. Everything. Colorado, Oklahoma State, I'll Moving take on. it. I mean, yeah, we, yeah. we, we got a couple. We got a couple different old Big Twelve rivalry games going on, and we got a Mountain West rivalry game with BYU Wyoming. Yeah. So I'm happy. Yeah, we don't even have to really talk about the Alamo Bowl. It's just, just eat it. Just shut up yeah, and eat you, it. Yeah, you, you don't, you don't need us to explain that one to you. It'll be yeah. good. Um, Friday, December thirtieth. We got to hurry because we have fast thirty minutes. Num- okay. uh, we lead the day off uh, at noon Eastern in Memphis for the Liberty Bowl between TCU and Georgia. Kind of gross. Uh, two teams that hinted at high ceilings and laid a bunch of eggs. Yeah, I, I, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> and so we move on to two Eastern on CBS, North Carolina versus Stanford. That one kind of feels right. Uh, two teams that are firmly between the 20th and 25th best teams in the country, I think. Um, That's somewhat and, interesting, depending on if Larry... I think Larry Fedora is going to be there at this point. Yep. Two, th- or sorry, 3.30 Eastern on ESPN, Nashville, M- Music City Bowl, Nebraska, Tennessee. Seems I like, like they've played in about 38 different bowls through the years, but I like go. this game. I like that Nebraska. Yeah, as, as representative of the Chamber of Commerce for Nashville, um, everyone's very happy that Nebraska's coming in because they travel exceedingly well. Hell yeah. And they eat in your restaurants and they stay in your hotels and they go to your country music halls of, halls of fame because we have multiple. <laughs> um, so welcome to town. Uh, um, you're going you're gonna to beat a Tennessee team because they are broken inside. Except they have an offense. They have the offense. They stumbled into the offense they should have had all year. Uh, so that could get pointsy. We could have a points alert here. Um, and then if Tennessee at, can get up for that game, I'll be shocked. Well, there's, there, there's that. That's a completely different story. Yeah. Uh, 530 PM Eastern time on campusinsiders.com. The Arizona bowl between air force and South Alabama. It is a game. It is a football game being played. And we're going to talk a little bit about air force. The next time we have an extended show because criminal neglect on my part and maybe yours and maybe everyone else's. Let's move on to new year's Eve. Uh, well, actually, we kind of have to talk about the uh, fr- on Friday, December 30th, 8 p.m., the Orange what? Bowl. Oh, wait, that's on the 30th? I guess. Stupid that's what that's what SBNation.com okay. says. That's, yeah, it does. You're right. So the Orange Bowl is December 30th. Okay. Uh, Florida State and Michigan. Uh, Hell, yeah. Could have been Louisville. Should have been Louisville. Louisville screwed it up for themselves. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But that's fine because Louisville LSU on Saturday the 31st, I think I actually enjoy more. Um. Yeah, I think I'm okay with that, too. So this is going to be a fun game. Um, so this is year two. This is, what, two in a row that Harbaugh gets to go down to Florida, which he really, really relishes coming into places like Florida and Texas. So um, I think it, it, it'll be more watchable than we think. Obviously, Jimbo Fisher will be there coaching. Um, I'm gonna, Yeah, that's watchable. It's, I mean, that's just going to be a big, uh, you know, big, fast, athletic game, and, yeah. and it should be very watchable. I'm okay with that. 31st, we have Louisville LSU, which we'll talk more about because I really like it. But uh, in the effort, of, in the interest of time, also at noon, uh, excuse me, 11 Eastern in Jacksonville, maybe the most sneaky watchable bowl of them all, Georgia Tech, Kentucky. There will be 700 rushing yards in that game, and you will love it. Um, I don't know if I will. It will be fun. Kentucky's got one of the more underrated like offenses in the country, and they have a defense that will probably give up a lot of points too. So winners all around. Yeah, okay. And then in the evening, because we have to screw everything up, we have four games on on what is supposed to be the New Year's Day slate, sort of. Really um, you got those two, and then you've got Alabama, Washington, Clemson, Ohio State. We'll talk about those. We're not even going to talk about that right now. Nope. Uh, Monday the 2nd, you get the other half, sort of, of the New Year's slate. You've got the Cotton Bowl 
uh, Wisconsin, Western Michigan. You've got the Outback Bowl, Iowa, Florida. Thank God those two are paired together. Although mm-hmm. Iowa's uh, – that's mean because Iowa ha- actually has a lot more fun offensively this year. Uh, you got the Rose Bowl, Penn State, USC. You've got the Sugar Bowl, Oklahoma, Auburn. We will talk about all of those things. Uh, at a later date, but I, yeah, I, I mean, Oklahoma, Auburn, you can, you can grumble. I wanted LSU too, although I do like LSU, uh, Louisville. Um, yeah. but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Hey, if, if Cameron Poe is healthy, if they have, if they have the offense oh. kind of semi-functional again, you must've um, been writing all those, uh, all those tweets in my mentions today when I'm, when I said how gross I thought the sugar bowl was and everyone, it could be, it could but be there's healthy. Hope. There, it could be hope because Oklahoma's got an incredible offense, maybe the best in the country, and and anybody in the country can run on Oklahoma, and Auburn will definitely try. So it could be it could be more enjoyable than you think. Okay, I'll take it. Well, there you go. We just uh, crushed through in under forty minutes at least. All right. We just crushed through two sets of rankings and uh, the a big helping of what? How many bowls are there now? Sixty four. Uh, yeah. Sixty four bowl games. It's a lot. I've got to go. I'm on assignment. Bill's got to go. He's got stuff to write. Um, Bill will be back this week with a Godfreyless episode. Uh, neither one of us will be back next Sunday. I will still be on assignment. Um, and then we will be back um, at some point middle next week. Uh, maybe Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, maybe Thursday. We haven't figured it out yet. Or a week after next, I'm sorry. Week, week after this one. Right. Um, and that's when I will be back on the podcast. So uh, thanks for listening. Yes. We'll see some of, you, some of us. We'll see you soon. <laughs> yes, and, and like I said before, you're not going to have to listen to just me talk for 80 minutes on Wednesday. I will bring in a couple substitutes, uh, and you will like it.